the way this message came to me is just, uh, you know, it awes me. Amen. Beginning at the 24th verse, praise God. This people have I formed for myself. Amen. They shall show forth my praises. God is talking about the church. Because see, we live in a day and hour that people think they own the church. Or else they think they have a monopoly on the church. Talk to me somebody. I mean, the church belongs to God. These people have our form for myself. Even if God called me to be pastor, I don't own the church. I'm just a laborer, a co-worker. Amen? And I got to be careful how I build on that foundation. Because God said, I formed them for myself. They shall show forth my praises. Talk to me somebody. The second verse is, but thou has not called upon me. God talking to us. O Jacob, but thou has been weary of me, O Israel. Weary means to be tired. And that's how come folks now is trying to change the church because they tired of having church uh, the old-fashioned way. Nobody don't want to call God. They didn't got tired, so they want something new. Amen? So what God gave me uh, the church as a whole don't call upon God as in true worship. We still call upon him for what we want. When we want something, we call him. Amen. But as in true worship, we have stopped calling upon God. Isaiah 1 and 3 says, The ox knows his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But my people do not consider... And he said, ah, oh, sin for nation, a seed of evildoers. My God, my God, we got to come back to God. Amen? But I'm going to teach you in a minute, amen? It says, but thou has not called upon me, O Jacob. God is talking to us. God is talking to Fred. Thou has been weary of me. That means we get tired of worshiping God. But we don't never get tired of doing things in the world. We all make time for the things that we want to do. But when it comes down to God, we retire. But yet we want God to bless us. We really don't want his heart, but we want his hand. Amen? I'm going to preach in a minute. Please follow me. Amen? Uh, the 23rd verse says, Thou hast not brought me the small counter of thy burnt offerings, Neither hast thou honored me with thy sacrifice. Amen. I have called thee to serve. Amen. I have called thee to serve with an offering, not weary thee with incense. The small cow means the least. What that means that we ain't, when it comes down to worship God, we have not even did the least. Now y'all ready? I'm getting ready to teach now. I'm getting ready to teach now. 24th verse. Amen. Thou hast brought me no sweet king with money. Neither have thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifice. But thou hast made me to serve with thy sin. Thou hast wearied me with thine iniquity. Thou hast not bought me. It says bought. No sweet king with money. Talk to me somebody. Listen to me. I don't know whether I was having a dream or having a vision this morning. 
I was between sleep and awake. And in this dream, or whether it was a dream or vision, I was repenting with a sorrowful spirit. I'm talking about me. I was weeping. I was saying, oh God, forgive me of my sin. Y'all must say amen. Amen? And I was repenting with a weeping spirit. For the scripture says, godless sorrow wakens repentance unto salvation and not to be repented of. And as I lay there repenting, somewhere between this dream or vision, I can't tell which it was. Amen? I saw three stalks of sugar cane cut very neatly. Are y'all following me? And I heard in my spirit, now this is sweet cane that we offer to God when we truly repent. Amen? This is the sweet cane that we offer to God when we truly repent. Amen? In other words, when we truly repent to God, it literally sends up a sweet aroma to heaven. And Jesus become our sweet-smelling Savior. Hallelujah. Lord, have mercy. I don't know what I was having a dream or what I was asleep. I was somewhere in the between, and I was too tired to get up and write it down. So I fell on back asleep. Do y'all hear me sing? That 24 verse, that's what made me go to this scripture. Thou hast bought me. You see, anything that you buy, it's going to cost you something. Amen? Even though salvation is free, amen, but when it comes down to worship God, it's it going to cost you something. In the days of old, when they offered these sacrifices to God, they would go out and they would kill their best animal. They was required to bring the firstling of their flock. Amen. The very head of the stock. The most expensive cow that they could find. But God said, you ain't brought me your small cattle. Amen. But now when it came to sweet cane, it didn't grow in Israel. They had to travel to go find it. Which was also a great sacrifice. He said, thou hast not bought me no sweet cane with money. Neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifice. But thou hast made me to serve with thy sin. That means we try to bring God anything. And we expect God to accept it. Thou hast wearied me with thy iniquities. And I'm telling you as I lay there this morning. Halfway between sleep and having a vision. I saw these three big old healthy fat uh, 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 stalks of sugar cane. Like it had been nicely and neatly cut. God spoke to me. In my spirit, I heard. Talk to me, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, this is sweet cane that we offer to God when we truly repent. When you mean that you repent, when, when, when you get before God, seriously, I don't care what you did. I don't care how big your sin was, but if you are truly sorry about it, and you cry to God and say, God, forgive me, it's just like buying sweet cane with money. God accept it. He accept the sweet cane in exchange for your sins. But God said, we ain't doing it. But we're trying to make God to serve with our sin. Now God gave it to me this morning. In this dream, I was repenting. 
Amen? Somebody said, Lord, have mercy. I'm not going to preach all day today. I want you to turn to Psalm 34. Turn to Psalm 34. I went back to sleep. Went back into a deep sleep. Y'all about to say, man, ever since we got back from Alabama, we've been sleeping. Do y'all still love me, saints? I went back to a deep sleep. When you get Psalm 34, say amen. Don't go to the 18th verse. Somebody bless him. I went back into a deep sleep. And this time I knew I was asleep for real. Are you following me? Psalm 34, 18. Amen. The Lord is now unto them that is of a broken heart. And he saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. And in that earlier dream this morning, I was weeping and I was repenting. And God told me that was sweet king. That means it was accepted to God. Talk to me somebody. And what God gave me here, you know, whenever we, uh, whenever we sin, we, uh, uh, we should be, our heart should be broken. And when your heart is broken, that's sweet king that you offer to God. See, in the Old Testament, they did it naturally. But symbolically speaking, when you, when you come before God broken with godly sorrow, it wrecks repentance. It's a vast difference in trying to get repented and trying to cover our own sins. Do you love me, saints? Oh, y'all ain't hurt me yet, but you're going to hear me in a minute. Talk to me, somebody. So when we do wrong, we should be broken. Y'all ready? 19 verse. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver him out of them all. Now listen to this right here, what God showed me. Amen? God gave me, as I lay there, I had kind of woken up again. Here I go again, between sleep and a vision. And God knows I don't know where to, I know I was not solid asleep, because this was early in the morning. Amen? Amen? Almost about five o'clock. What God gave me, many are the afflictions represents many sins. I didn't know that. Now check this out. Right now we ain't talking about the world and the bar and folks down the street and gangsters. But we're talking about the righteous. God said many are the sins of the righteous. Now I believe that's why I was repenting this morning. Even though I'm already saved. See church folks don't like to repent. But check this out though. Even though, the, the, even Christian folks sin many times. But, God is going to deliver them out of them all. Oh, y'all ain't hurt me yet. I promise you, you're going to hear me again. So as I lay there, now I'm fully awake. And all I could think about was David and his afflictions. Because David had many afflictions. And if you know anything about the Bible, David had many sins. As I lay there, Thinking about David and his afflictions. Listen to me. I saw, what do you call this thing? A saxophone or a tuba. Is I'm saying it right? That big old thing, big old horn looking thing. It was golden, very expensive. You know, all those different chords on, you know, those big old, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's got them curves on it, Brother Bobby. A tuba. I saw a golden tuba, but it had many missing parts. Are you following me? Everywhere you had a joint, you know what it curved. It was a missing part there, and it was a missing part there, and it was a missing part there, and God told me that those missing parts was the many afflictions of the righteous. Amen? 
And until you get those parts replaced, you can't blow that thing. You can't play it. Hallelujah. But as we, lay, as we repent, God replaced those missing parts. And we are able, amen, to blow that saxophone or that tuba. And when we blow that tuba or that saxophone, it sends a good sign to heaven. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. Not only do God, amen, accept the sweet king, but when we truly repent to God, amen, it sends a joyful sign. That's how come in the early church, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place. Amen. And suddenly there came a sign from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they started speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. But they had repented. And God had taken that tuba, talk to me somebody, or saxophone. And God had filled in all of those missing pieces. And it was able to make a joyful sign to God. I don't care how much we sing and how much we, we put on a show before God. When there's a whole lot of sin, God don't accept it. But when we repent, which is our afflictions. The Bible talks about it in James the third chapter, James 5 and 3. If there be any afflicted, in, in one Greek de definition, it literally means if there be anyone that's backslid. Let him pray. Amen. If there be any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if he has committed any sins, it shall be forgiven him. And the Lord will raise him up. And when God get rid of those afflictions, God fix your saxophone. Or your tuba. Every child of God, when you get born again, God gives you a saxophone. He gives you a tuba. And when you get to heaven, you're going to blow your horn. Not only is David going to have a horn to blow, you're going to blow your harp. Hallelujah. And the only thing that fixes that talk is when we truly repent. When we, when we get godless sorrow. Many are the afflictions. Many sins. I didn't know that of the righteous we ain't talking about the world right now but the church but God made you a promise the Lord amen delivers him out of them all I don't care how many missing pieces God knows I've seen this vision of this huge tool it was golden on saxophone I know it wasn't no flute because a flute is a little straight thing Amen. This thing had all them curves in it, all them big old. That thing was about that. That thing was so big. But it was, it was so many missing pieces. But it was golden. It was very expensive. And God said those missing pieces, missing, those many missing pieces to that saxophone is the many afflictions of the righteous, of the church. And we're trying to go on and sing the Lord's song in a strange land. Can't do it. Got to get that saxophone fixed. Got to get that horn fixed. And the only way to get it fixed is to repent. Godless sorrow wakes repentance unto salvation and not to be repented of. Too many folks are repenting when they get caught. 
talk to me somebody but there's not much godly sorrow and when we don't godless when we don't repent from our heart there is no sweet cane or your sweet aroma see Jesus is the saving strength that ain't the right word I'm looking for amen he's a sweet smelling flavor what happened is the whole world had sin and the whole world was on their way to hell and in the Old Testament he said oh you children of Israel you have offered me slaying beasts by the space of 400 years I will carry you into Babylon and then God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish Jesus Christ died on the cross and instead of offering up sheep and heifers and goats and pigeons and tull of doves he offered up himself and not only was he the big cattle that was offered up but he also was the sweet king and he became our sweet smelling savior when Jesus died on the cross it sent up a sweet aroma in God's nostrils it was bought the Bible say you bought with a price you're not your own but we ain't bought God no, no sweet cane but you're gonna do it because God's gonna help you to get it. this is a message of hope God's gonna help you to get rid of all of your afflictions how many believe that Lord have mercy thank you Jesus hallelujah many are the affliction of the righteous but is I'm reading it right I want to read it right the Lord shall deliver him out of them all that means that God is gonna fix your golden tuba and when God fix it there will be no missing parts and you're gonna be able to blow that thing and make a sweet sign anytime anybody gets saved or get born again or get their sins uh, forgiven amen there's joy in heaven but what I did not know there's joy in heaven because it sends out a joyful sign there's joy in heaven over one sinner that repented more than 99 just person that need no repentance anytime anybody gets saved it creates joy and that's what happened in the church world how come we have to try to manufacture joy because folks ain't repent no more amen when people start repenting we got to try to create all kind of new dances we got to do all kind of crazy stuff because we ain't got no joy because our horn is broken that saxophone is broken but God showed me even though your saxophone is broken you still got one many missing pieces but God is going to deliver how many believe that see you got to hear that word if you don't believe it I believe it God gonna fix that tuba and when you begin to blow it it's gonna make a joyful sign how many believe God gave that to me hallelujah he keeps all of his bones and not a one of them is broken when Jesus hung on that cross and two thieves on the right side and on the left amen they they broke the legs of those two thieves because night began to fall at least at any time they would escape off the cross but when they came to Jesus he was already dead and they did not break his bones that the scripture might be fulfilled not a bone of him shall be broken God keep all of his bones 
And because Jesus' bone was not broken, even though Jesus was battered and torn and ripped to shred, his bone was not broken. And when you accept Jesus, when you repent to God, it sends up a sweet aroma. Or should I say sweet cane? Hallelujah. And even though our bone was broken, God men, he fixed those broken bones. Those are the afflictions again. Those are those many afflictions, amen, uh, that golden tuba. God, put your tuba back together. Them folks used to sing them song, when we get to heaven, I'm going to put on my shoes, I'm going to walk. Them folks went lying. Those folks was inspired the Holy Ghost to sing those songs. Hallelujah. I'm going to shine all over God's heaven. Talk to me, somebody. Somebody say, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. So he keeps all of his bones, talking about Jesus, and not a one of them is broken. Now, check out the 21st verse. Evil shall slay the wicked. Now, just like the righteous, the wicked has many afflictions. The wicked, amen, do wickedly. Talk to me, somebody. But when it comes down to the righteous, many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver him out of them all. But when it comes down to the wicked, those that have not been born, ain't trying to get saved, evil shall slay the wicked. And they that hate righteousness shall be desolate. The first step to getting right is to start loving what's right and start supporting what's right. According to Hebrew, the fourth chapter. Amen. Because thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity, therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above that brethren. Talking about Jesus. Jesus hated, he loved what was right. And before you get right, you're supposed to start loving what's right. And when you do go out and sin, your heart should be broken. And just the mere fact that your heart is broken, amen, it really sends up a sweet aroma to God. It's just like often sweet cane. How many learned something? I am. My God, my God, I was wondering what I was going to preach this morning because I got a whole lot of messages, but I felt like God was going to give us something new. Do you love me, saints? So evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate righteousness shall be desolate. So we need to ask a question in our heart, do we hate what is right? And if we hate what's right, we need to repent and ask God to help us to love what's right. And if you find yourself loving what's right, it won't be long before you be trying to do right. You still might not be right, and that's what will bring you to a place of repentance. And when you start repenting, in spite of all of your sins that you ever committed, when you begin to truly repent with a sorrowful heart, it's just like offering sweet king to God. God offers, God takes that sweet cane and then Jesus becomes your sweet smelling savior. Hallelujah. How many believe God gave this to me this morning? Talk to me somebody. And God don't give me this stuff because I feel like I'm so worthy. It's just, a, it's just a gift of God. Talk to me somebody. Do you love me saints? So praise God. It says, the Lord redeemeth the souls of his servant. What that really means is some of God's people get caught up in the mess sometimes. Sometimes they get bogged down with many afflictions, even many sins. But it says, the Lord redeemeth. That word redeemeth means to buy back, to pay a ransom. When Jesus died on the cross, it was paid for. He was wounded for our transgression. 
He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace is upon him, and by his stripes ye are healed. We all like sheep had gone astray, but the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Therefore the Lord shall divide him a portion with the strong and with the great in his death, because he laid down his life, amen, and he made intercession for the transgressions. Amen? So I come to tell you today, I ain't come to beat you down by men of your affliction, but you need to be aware about these afflictions. Talk to me, somebody. You need to know when, you, when, when there are afflictions. You need to know what you need to do. But the Lord shall redeem the souls of his servant. God going to redeem you. Do you hear me? You know, it's one thing to tell you that you got this problem. You got a problem. You got hang-ups. But it's another thing to tell you, you got problems and God going to fix it. God going to redeem you. How many believe that? See, the gospel is not complete until, we, until uh, God tells us how he's going to bring us out. And I'm telling you today, you got some problems. You got many afflictions. But the Lord is going to deliver you out of them all. How many believe that? The Lord is going to redeem the souls of his servant, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Now go back to the 21st verse. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate righteousness shall be desolated. And I'm going to tell you what desolate means. It means to be uninhabited. How many get it today? Amen? So evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate righteousness shall be desolated. That means you'll find yourself all alone. Uninhabited. See, see God inhabits the praise of his people. Amen? But, but that 22nd verse that the Lord redeemed the soul of his servant. Some of them get caught up in mess. Trace folks get caught up in mess sometimes even sin. But none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. So what are you going to do as a child of God in the myth that you find yourself in right now? You're going to keep on trusting God. You're going to keep on trusting God. Amen? Because the Lord redeems the souls of his servant and none, not a one of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Your city is not going to be broken down. You're not going to find yourself somewhere uh, uh, all by yourself. You don't know what to do. God going to redeem you. You're going to keep trusting in God. The wicked don't trust God. How many of y'all hear that? Man, you got to stay before God. Even with your sins, even with your afflictions, you need to stay in the house of God. You need to come on to the house of God. Come just as you are. Keep on believing that God is going to fix it. Keep on believing that God is going to move those afflictions. If there be any afflicted among you, let him pray. It says among you. See, see, among you means among the saints. Amen? If there be any afflicted, which means kind of backslid, talk to me, son. Let him pray. And if, if anybody is still praying, that means you trust God. But when folks don't trust God no more, they stop praying. They give up on God. They give up on the church. If there be any afflicted, you got a problem, just pray about it. Stay in the house of God. Keep on reading your Bible. Hallelujah. If there be any sick among you, let them call. Now, if you pray about it and you still don't get no relief, then you need to find an elder. Everybody say they are elder, ain't no elder. Talk to me, somebody. 
let them call for the elders of the church. And every now and then, if when the elders pray for you and things still don't break, put some oil on me. Pour a whole lot of oil on me. Let them anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Just anoint him with oil with the name of the Lord. And the, my God, and the prayer of faith going to save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if there be any sins committed, it shall be forgiven him. Hallelujah. And it goes on to say, Elijah was a man subject to lack passion as you and I. Amen. That means he had afflictions also. But he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. By the space of three years and six months, he prayed again and the heavens gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to turn, praise God, to Psalms 89. We're going home. I ain't going to preach all day today. Psalms 89 and 1. Because David was a man that had many afflictions. Which meant with many sins. Amen. I was saying of the mercies of the Lord forever. My mouth shall make known thy faithfulness to all generations. Even in this day, in this hour, we're talking about that joyful sign. I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shall be established in the very heavens. That's where the sign comes from. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to David, my servant, talking about Jesus Christ. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up that throne to all generations. Jesus Christ was known as the seed of David. Hallelujah to God. There was a man by the name of Blind Barnabas. And he sat by. He heard Jesus crying. He said, oh Jesus, that son of David, have mercy on me. They tried to make him hold his peace. But he cried to more. And Jesus said, send him to me. Bring him to me. And somebody said, be of good cheer for the master calleth for thee. Hallelujah to God. And then he went to Jesus. He cast aside his garment. Are you following me, saint? But the fact of the matter, he called Jesus thy son of David. He was talking about Jesus. Because David is known as the heir. I mean, Jesus is known as the heir or the throne of David. Do y'all love me, saint? Now, as I told you earlier, whenever, amen, we truly repent before God, it is just like often sweet cane to him. Amen. But not only if it's sweet cane, Amen. But it also sends off a beautiful sign. Talk to me, somebody. God gives us a tuba. I saw that in a vision or a dream, whatever it was. It was neither dream nor I was in, a, in between. Talk to me, somebody. But glory, it, it gives, But that tuba was broken. It had so many missing pieces on it. You couldn't even match them little buttons on it. You couldn't even. It was a whole section missing out over here and a section over there. It was disjointed it. And I heard in my spirit many are the affliction of the righteous. I said, oh my God. And God told me that those afflictions mean sins. Time that we have come short. But then he made a promise. But the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. And so as I lay there, all I could hear about David and his afflictions. Just like you and your afflictions. Amen. It was a goal 
hold and uh, saxophone. But it could not be blown because of the many missing pieces. And those missing pieces is sin. But when we do repent, God is the one that fixed the afflictions. And you will be able to blow your saxophone. Talk to me, somebody. And when you blow your saxophone, not only is it a sweet sign to God, not only is it sweet king, but it is a sweet kind, a sweet sign. Uh, the 15th verse says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sign. They shall walk, O God, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all day. And thy righteousness shall be exalted. And that's how come dancing in the early church was associated with salvation. When Moses went across the Red Sea, and after they got clean across the Red Sea on dry land, Miriam took a tambourine in her hand, and the women followed her, and they went forth in the holy dance. And how come they was dancing? Because it was a sign from heaven. It was something that came from heaven that made them dance. Because Pharaoh's army had got drowned in the sea. But now we're living in a day that folks just dance, 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 dance all night. You better know why you're dancing. How many of y'all hear me? My God, my God, my God. Amen. Moses went up in the holy mountain and stayed 40 days and 40 nights to get a word from God. And when Moses came down out of the holy mountain, he heard a sign. Because the folks told Moses. They told Aaron, said, we don't know what happened to Moses. Amen. So make us a, a God to go before us. They took the golden earring that God had given them, and they melted it down, and they threw it in the fire. And the Bible said when they threw their gold in the fire, a golden calf jumped out. And they began to dance all around that golden calf, which was an idol God, a false God. And when Moses and Joshua came down out of the holy mountain, he heard a sign. He heard music. And he heard laughter. But it was not the sign of victory. It was not a joyful sign. But it was mockery. Talk to me somebody. The Bible said wine is a marker. And strong drink is rages. And he that is exercised by is not wise. There ain't no joyful sign. That's confusion. And that's just what Moses heard when he came down the Holy Mount. He heard a confusion. It was a sign, but it was not a sign of, 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 of joy or victory. And when Moses came down, they had a golden calf. And Moses took the golden calf, my God. First God said, God said, get out of the way, Moses. I'm going to kill every last one of them. And Moses said, God, you can't do it. If you kill these folk, the Amorites and the Hittites and all these nations are going to say God could not deliver them. God said, I'm going to destroy all of them and raise up a nation that's going to obey. But because of Moses, amen, repentance and prayer and intercessory for those folks, God spared them. So instead of God killing them, Moses took the golden calf and grind him to powder and threw him in the brook Kendron. And while he threw it, and the brook Kendron was where there was running water. And as he threw that, that calf in that water, amen, that gold that they worshipped, they could never confiscate it again because it kept running. It kept running downstream. 
Because that's how much God hates idol worship. Talk to me, somebody. And see, Moses knew that it was not the joyful sign. Everybody don't know the joyful sign. A man got behind my car, and it seemed like his music was in my car. It was vibrating my whole car. Talk to me, somebody. But the 15th verse says, Blessed is the people that know that joyful sign. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they was all in one place with one accord. And suddenly there came a sign from heaven. It was a joyful sign. And the Bible said it filled all the house where they were sitting. See, some folks think they were trying to wake up something. Them folks were sitting down doing what God told them. And all of a sudden something started in heaven. Amen. And the next thing you know, that sign filled all the house. And as that joyful sound filled all the house, they began to speak with the tongue as the Spirit gave them utterance. And somebody, uh, they heard them speaking in all of these different languages, Arabic and African, you name it. They spoke in Greek and Hebrew. They spoke and they said that wonderful waking of God. But others mocking. Amen. Thinking that it was old wine. Because wine is a mocker. Others mocked and said, these men are full of new wine. But Peter stood up and said, men and brethren, hearken unto me. These are not drunken as ye suppose. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Young men are going to have vision. Old men are going to dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids, I'm going to pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heaven. Oh my God, I long for the day when that joyful sign come back to the house of God. Hallelujah. When I was in Alabama preaching at my classmate church, I started singing my song, you know, at the cross. You know, when you go to these churches, you don't try to go in and teddy folk church up. God told me, don't go in there talking in no tongue, trying to impress nobody. I ain't spoken their tongues yet. I started singing, Jesus, creep me at the cross. And the most sisters started getting up and started singing. The pastor told me, said, boy, if you would have said that, if you would have kept on talking about that cross, they won't come out of them seats. A joyful sign. But I long for the day when the joyful sign will come back to the house of God without somebody got to pump us or prime us or else we got to practice and put on a show. For the Bible said, be ye not idolaters as some of the people were, for it is written, they ate and they drank and they rose up to play. Anybody can get drunk. Anybody can smoke dope and act like they're having a good time. But that thing that came from Helen, nobody had been drinking. Nobody was smoking nothing. Talk to me, somebody. But it was a sign that came from Helen. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah! And then somebody said, Men and brethren, what must we do? Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every last one of you, for the remission of your sin. And you shall receive that gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is to you, is to your children, and is to your children, children, even as many. That's the Lord that God shall call. Let me tell you something. As long as you are praying for your loved ones, your children, God's mercy is upon them. They're going to repent. I don't care what they're doing. 
if you don't give up on them, God ain't going to give up. It's a promise. That promise was made to you. God promised to save you and your house. If you keep praying, God going to save your house. Just like Cornelius was a just man, a devout man. When that feared God and he gave much arms to the people and he prayed always. And one day he was praying and God sent an angel to Cornelius' house. And so Cornelius, the arms that's come up at the memorial before God. Amen. Go down to Joshua and call for one Simon Peter, for he dwelt in the housetop. And he went and got Peter. Y'all know the story. And when Peter got to Cornelius' house, my God, the house was full of folks. He had called all of his kinfolks, all of his brethren, and they was gathered together. And Peter said, I perceive that what God has cleansed, let no man call common or unclean. But in every nation, he that fear God and what righteousness in heart is accepted of him. And Peter began to preach about Jesus, how God had anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. And he went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil. And as Peter began to preach, the Holy Ghost fell on Cornelius' house. His whole house got saved. It was a joyful sign. The same sign that they had in Acts 38 happened in Cornelius' house. And they heard them speaking in tongues. And Peter said, who can forbid water? That these should not be baptized as well as we. For the same Holy Ghost that God gave them, he gave the Gentiles. Talk to me, somebody. It was a joyful sign. And it behooved the church to find out and to know, to study the joyful sign. So that you won't jump into anything. Y'all better say amen. When I was a teenager, they had a rap song. I, it said... A Magic Johnson jump shop. A double dower dump. Y'all don't know nobody that, do you? And when they called a doctor, that was Dr. J, everybody jumped. And that's how the church is jumping now. And they don't know why they're jumping. But blessed is the people that know that joyful sign. You got to know where that sign came from heaven or did that sign come from hell? Talk to me, somebody. You need to know what is a joyful sign of sweet melody? Or is it a sign of destruction? Or is it a confused noise? Talk to me, somebody. How many believe it? Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O oh Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In the name, in thy name shall they rejoice all day long. Thy righteousness shall be exalted. For thou art the glory of strength. And in thy favor, what it says, our what horn shall be exalted. A horn is the same thing as a flute. Not a flute, but a, a saxophone or a tuba. But the horn was really the first, besides the drums, the, form, the horn was one of the first instruments. It was natural. It came from a ram. So before they learned how to, to build all them other fans, they had a horn. But God was the one who exalted that horn and gave them ideas and turned it into a saxophone. And then he turned it into a, 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 a tuba that it got. It can make many different signs. But all of those signs are joyful signs. But when God exalts our horn, when we get forgiven, 
How many of y'all hear me? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I need that same verse again. 16. In the name of the Lord shall rejoice all day, in their righteousness shall they be exalted, for thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy favor our horn shall be exalted. According to Psalms 92. My horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn, and I shall be anointed with fresh oil. For the Lord is our defense, the Holy One of Israel, our King. Amen? The 19th verse said, Thou speakest in visions to the Holy One, and said, I have laid help upon one that is mighty, and I have exalted one chosen out of the people. This morning, I did not know whether it was a vision of a, or a dream, but God spoke to me. And he's, the first thing he showed me, I was repenting. As I lay there between sleep and awake, God was speaking in visions. Talk to me, somebody. And as I be, lay there, as I repented with a sorrowful, sorrowful spirit, just broken and crying before God. Y'all better say amen. I saw th two or three stalks of this big old fat healthy sugar cane, nicely cut. And God said, this is the sweet cane. That when my people, amen, truly repent before me, this is what they offer unto me. And when you offer that to God, amen, God accept it. God accept the sweet aroma of your offering. And God sends you a sweet smelling Savior who is Jesus. And what happened is Jesus is the one that went on the cross and paid for your sin. Amen. So God speaks in vision. Without a vision, the peoples will perish. Amen. And but what I did not know was when it started getting down to those afflictions, that really troubled me. God said many afflictions represent many sins. But he was not talking about the folks shooting in the bar. He was talking about church folks, saved folks. But he didn't just tell you about it. God said, I'm going to deliver you. And once God deliver you, God fix your golden saxophone. And you'll be able to make a joyful sign. Make a joyful noise. All ye land. So the Lord with glad. Come before his presence singing. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Be thankful to him and bless his name because God is good. How many believe that? God gonna fix it. The native word. Then I speak in visions to the Holy One. If we have a vision, to God be the glory. I said, I have laid help upon one that is chosen, that is mighty. I have exalted one chosen out of people. He said, I have found David my servant with my holy oil. Have I anointed him with whom my hand shall be established. My arm shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the sons of the wicked afflict him. Ain't that something? I will beat down his foes to his face, and I will plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name, that is again, shall his horn be exalted. God got a horn for every child of God. And that horn, when it is, when it is exalted, it turns to a saxophone. 
it turns to a tuba. And I saw a vision this morning of a golden tuba, very expensive, but it could not be blown because there was many, many, many missing parts. There was many, many missing parts if you had to put it together yourself to fix it, you couldn't fix it. And that's when I heard in my spirit, many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord is going to fix your tuba. Too many folks are wondering how, you know what, I would come to church, but I got all, I, God going to do it. Come as you are. Just keep on coming. Because God has laid help upon one that is mighty. I have found David with my holy oil. David was a man just like you with many afflictions, many shortcomings. But God promised David that I'm going to raise up your son. David had a son named Solomon. Solomon had a son named Rehoboam. But it came up to Joseph and Mary. Amen? Mary was a virgin. Joseph and Mary both were of the seed of, 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 of uh, Abraham. Talk to me, somebody. But what happened is Mary had a baby. Talk to me, somebody. And he was called the son of David. Talk to me, somebody. And that same son lived for 33 years. He died on an awful cross. Amen. He was buried. He was carried into the very pits of hell. But when he got down into hell, he led captivity captive. And he gave gifts unto men. And one of those gifts he gave to men is to have visions. Lord knows it was not because I prayed a lot, because I ate a lot on that, on that, on that trip. I ate a lot and didn't have much time to pray. But thank God for a vision this morning. Talk to me. David really was not. Jesus really was not the son of David. But he was adopted. Joseph was not Jesus' daddy. Amen? But God sent Jesus, who was born of a virgin. Talk to me, somebody. A root out of dry ground. Talk to me, somebody. There's no beauty that we should desire to desire him. Amen? And the twins said, well, he shall cry unto me. That's what made me cry. Anytime anybody pray, it's God. It's the Spirit of God that makes you cry. It's the Spirit of God that makes you come to church for the right reason. And if you cry to God, look what God's going to do. Amen? You realize you can't fix it. I heard my sister Mabel say she put that thing in God's hand. And I'm telling you, sister Mabel, he is the rock of your salvation. He shall come to me, my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And that's a mighty solid rock that won't never give away. Amen? And the, and the 27th verse says, I will make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. And I want to try to explain it to you, if I can, just for a moment. Amen? The firstborn throughout the history of mankind always had the heir of his father's throne. The firstborn was the one that received, amen, the inheritance of the father. Talk to me, somebody. Amen. Before there was Adam, there was I am. Before there was Abraham, Jesus said, I am. Jesus told those strives and Pharisees, said, they said, you ain't even 50 years old yet. You don't even know he's an Abraham who saw my day and rejoiced. He said, Abraham was glad to see me. 
He was talking about when he came in the Old Testament as Melchizedek. He said, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. They said, you ain't even 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? He said, before Abraham was I am. Hallelujah. He is God. Hallelujah. Before Abraham was I am. He was with God in the beginning was the word. The word was God and the word was with God. Before Abraham was I am. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, have mercy. He said, I will make him my firstborn. Adam was a created son of God. God made Adam. He, he, he crowned his head with wisdom and knowledge. He made him holy. But Jesus Christ was never made. He was never created. He was born. But before he was born of a virgin, he was I am. He's the first begotten of the Father. He's the first begotten, full of grace and full of truth. Jesus is the firstborn. And because Jesus is the firstborn, God made Jesus his heir. Everything that God got, he gave it to Jesus. But Jesus is not selfish. He gave it to his brethren. He said, my brethren. And he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, my brothers go just like me. They're going to cast out devil. I'm the firstborn, but I'm going to give them power. Oh, my God. I made him my firstborn. Higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him forever. My covenant shall stand fair with him. His seed also will I make to endure forever. And his thrones as the days of heaven. If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgment. If they break my status, and we all did it. Those are the afflictions. And keep not my commandment. I will visit that transgression with a rod. God going to punish you. Amen. And their nigger will strike. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will not break, nor all the things going out of my lips. Once have I sworn by my holiness, I will not lie unto David. Wow. Amen. Jesus is the firstborn. And when you accept Jesus as your personal Savior, God begets you. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you today, God is begetting some people. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah God. Come on, just wave your hand out there. Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in this place today. God want to bless somebody. But it requires us to repent. Oh my God. When you repent. God knows it is just like sweet king. See what more? God spoke to me and said this is my sweet king. That when my people truly repent. It is offered up to God. As a sweet smelling aroma. God smelled the sweetness of that king. And he sent you a sweet-smelling Savior. Right where we are at today, we all need to repent. And why we need to repent, because just like the peoples of God, just like David in his afflictions, many 
are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord shall deliver him out of them all. We give up on loved ones too quick. You know, we give, a lady told me, said, I want you to come, come, come my house and pray because uh, somebody's going to get killed. But really, that, uh, that really ain't my job. I mean, uh, yes, we can pray that nobody don't get killed, but really, I'm supposed to tell you about what you can do. You can come to God. And God will fix everything. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord shall deliver him out of them all. Bow your heads right now. We need to repent. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what kind of struggles you got. I don't care what kind of struggle that you have tomorrow. If you repent today, God accept it as sweet king that you bought unto him. And whenever God accepts the sweet king, the son has already died on the cross. The son becomes a sweet-smelling savior to God. Every time we truly repent, what Jesus did on the cross, it comes up before God as sweet king. And God accepts in exchange for our sin, the sweet aroma. And then the many afflictions that we have, many sins, God began to fix them. And when God fixed those afflictions, amen, that saxophone, he began to replace all those missing parts. And it literally gives a joyful sign to heaven. Blessed are the people that know that joyful sign. Oh my God, we're supposed to be so happy when folks get saved. We're supposed to be so happy when somebody's truly repenting because it really creates a sign in heaven. Bob your head today. We all are going to repent. We're going to ask God to forgive us. And when you repent, don't worry about it because God is going to see the sweet cane. In, in place of your sins. Bow your head right now. So Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. Lord Jesus, I truly repent. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. Lord Jesus, today accept my prayer of repentance as sweet cane. That's offered up to you. And almighty oh, God. Instead of my sin. You becomes. My sweet. Smelling. Savior. And Lord Jesus. My many afflictions. That I have committed. Many are my afflictions. But Lord. Now I know. That you shall deliver me. Out of them all. You're going to keep all of my bones. Not a one shall be broken. Even may slay the wicked. And they that hate righteousness shall be desolate. But the Lord is going to redeem my soul. Because I'm his servant. And none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Thank you Jesus for saving me. Thank you Jesus for delivering me. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me. I come as I are. Lord, I thank you. I praise you right now. I give you glory. I give you praise. I give you thanksgiving. Come on, put them hands together. Come on and begin to praise him. Oh, mighty God. 
I give you praises. I give you praises, Lord. Lord, I take this handkerchief in the name of Jesus as I pray over it in Jesus' name.